Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Today's show is brought to you by Pack Racing Springs. Pack has come on board with 100 years, 100 years of making high quality spring products right in the USA. They specialize in valve springs, suspension springs, and bump springs for circle track racing. They also specialize in a variety of torsion bars for circle track racing, and that's their Schroeder torsion bar line. Um, they also actually carry an entire line of sway bars for every off-road application that you can think of. Full size, side by side, everything you can imagine. If you're interested, the Tomahawk series is what they recommend for their race systems, and for everything else, the Trail Series sway bar is a great bar for a great fitting car that you ride typically on the weekend that may not see the high stress of the racetrack. Both the Tomahawk and the Trail Series bars are available in a ton of different sizes, diameters, and of course, arms come with those to match. Right now though, the suspension springs is the hot topic. They have pre-made suspension spring kits for your side-by-side specialized for a ton of different terrains and weights for every popular brand of vehicle and every popular popular way of riding, which is really neat in my opinion. Uh, they carry Polaris, Yamaha, Can-Am, and Arctic Cat spring setups straight out of the box. All you have to do is go online, figure out what you want, and if you can't figure out from there, you can just give Pack a call. I recommend calling Chris. Uh, if you haven't listened, we did an interview with him and we went really in depth in the entire process. It's really great, it's really easy. All of their educational videos are also on their Facebook and Instagram. Honestly, before we had our discussion, I really went in there and I watched a bunch of these videos and I, I really felt like I got all the detailed explanations of what I needed to know in terms of shocks and springs and things like that. So, you know, I actually run these springs now and I can tell you just from personal experience, uh, the spring adjustment has been the best enhancement to my car that I've made, uh, you know, outside of, you know, larger wheels and tires. Uh, it, honestly, it might be the best enhancement I've made, period. Especially their tender spring kit and the full-size kit. So I have a full-size kit, and uh, it came with that tender upgrade. And man, having that little bit of chatter out of the, out of the stock tender springs that used to be crap... Um, it's a world of difference, but the entire kit works flawlessly and everything is the top-notch, highest quality product. Again, I use these springs, so I highly recommend them. Someone else that I'd like to recommend that I use as well is Infinite Off-Road. Infinite Off-Road is actually where I got my set of sticky tires. Um, they carry a select version of tires, suspension components, seats, a um, couple hard parts like that, even cages, really unique one-off cages um, that are that are that are uh, designed by Wide Open Design. They're really great, um, but they primarily specialize in lighting. Go figure, Infinite Off-Road Lighting, and they have a 25-year, you break it, they fix it warranty, which is absolutely unheard of. And that even covers accidental damage. If you were to go smash it into a tree, talk to Mike over at Infinite Off-Road, and he'll get you squared away with a new bar. No questions asked, ship straight to your door for free. It's great. Um, I want to highlight the Rocklight kit. Again, I'll beat it like a dead horse because Rocklights and Whips are the two most important things you can have on your razor, right? Right. <laughs> so uh, make sure you check those guys out. They have a, a bunch of different styles of kits that can come with there. They mount amazingly. I mean, it's amazing the engineering that went into them to make them mount correctly. They just go straight up underneath the car, and it's easy peasy for you all backed by the 25-year, you break it, they fix it, warranty. Someone else that I highly recommend is All Things UTV. Um, you know, I talked a little bit about tires and wheels earlier, but, you know, Infinite Off-Road only carries a select number of tires. One thing that's really amazing about All Things UTV is they have every popular brand of tire that you could ever want, every popular brand and model of wheel, and they sell everything at blowout prices. Now, the cool things about what Dustin has going at All Things UTV is they have powder coating options now available through Apex Powder Coating. Um, they have excellent, excellent deals on uh, suspension components, uh, blow-off valve, shifters, everything that you could think of. This is really where I would go if I was looking for everything else in my vehicle. Um, outside of springs and lighting, All Things UTV is the one-stop shop. Uh, they have everything, and it's at the cheapest prices that you can get. And one thing that they have that no one else has is the RS1 diff. Um, 
the RS1 diff is obviously the new and, and great uh, upgrade to have and they can sell you the diff itself, the plate to weld in or modify your uh, front end to get it in there and if you're a 1000 like me they sell the turbo axles to make the upgrade so highly recommend those um, all of those guys they're all great um, I wouldn't I would not I would not let them sponsor the show if I didn't believe in their customer service um, or anything like that so one thing I do want to bump real quick is uh, Scott Goforth is our guest today and Scott is awesome this is one of my favorite talks that I've had in a while um, because I mean once you listen to this we just hit the ground running and we go it's a bunch of information uh, Scott talks about his time on TV he talks about being you know pretty much Mr. Sticky and the most well-known name in the off-road industry for sticky tires especially in the southeast um, he's just a man I really had a good conversation with him so I, I really appreciated talking to him I really appreciated his time um, one more thing before we get started and this is you know just kind of Call it, uh, putting it out to the people, putting it out to the universe, however you want to look at it. Um, I'd like to go to King of Hammers this year, and I'd like to go to King of Hammers, and I'd like to do interviews, and I'd like to do, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that out there. If there's any brands or is anybody's interested in helping fund uh, a way out to King of Hammers, uh, I will be more than happy, and I will be in discussion, so... Putting it out to the universe, you know, if anybody's looking for representatives to go to King of Hammers or you're looking for media to go to King of Hammers, uh, just let me know and let's talk and let's see if we can work something out. But without any further of me talking just by myself, Scott, go forth, ladies and gentlemen. Get a drink and gather around. Let's talk drivers. Let's talk rigs. Let's talk skill. You've got the best of the best in the off-road racing world. Have a seat at the table with us, and let's talk about racing on the rocks. Scott, uh, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm doing great. How are you guys? I'm doing super good, man. Uh, first things first, again... I'm always so excited to have cool guests on the show. Um, you're a household name when it comes to rock bouncing, so thank you for taking some time and, and taking it out of your schedule and giving us a little bit of your day. Uh, you're more than welcome. So, first things first, I want to talk about who is Scott Goforth. Tell me about yourself. Hi, uh, my name's Scott Goforth. I'm from Kodak, Tennessee. I've been racing the Run Runner Buggy for, uh, I think, what, three years now? Uh, since 16, so yes, yeah, after years. Um, well, you've had bumpy ups and downs and learning curves, and uh, <laughs> I sell all the stickies to me and 98% of the drivers and 98% of all the people have them. So. That's, uh, that's, that's something I want to talk about because, you know, when people hear go forth, the first thing they think of is sticky tires. And yes, uh, yeah, I mean, hey, I hear go forth and automatically it's sticky tires. And then it becomes a driver. So you have made an awesome name for your brand. Um, and you said that you're based out of Kodak, Tennessee. Uh, that's that's on the east eastern part of Tennessee, correct? Yes, sir. We're in East Tennessee. We're based right out of the Gallenberg Dollywood exit. So we're right at the tourist belt here. <laughs> I got you. Um, well, uh, I actually, I have been to your shop before, um, believe it or not. I came up there. Uh, it's been a couple. It's been a couple years now. Um, but back when I was in a 900 XP, I came up there and grabbed a uh, grabbed a set of UTV, the super small for sticky tires you guys used to have or still have, um, and they uh, they did awesome for me. Oh, that's great! Thank you for your visit. Yeah, no problem. Um, but uh, so I guess we'll just jump right into it. Um, tell me about your business and tell me about sticky tires and how you've made this revolution in the entire off-road world well that's kind of a long story we'll try to make it as short as we can about it not lose anybody's interest well i think uh, that's why people are listening so please feel free to talk as much as you want my dad was a, a, a united states postal worker and he delivered tires to a tire wholesaler and become friends with the guys and whatnot and uh he would get a set of tires for his neighbor and then he'd get a set of tires for his other neighbor and just snowballed into a tire business so I've been in tires my whole life. I've never worked anywhere else but tires. That's awesome. <laughs> so when I was six or seven years old, I was putting tires on. That's what I did. That's how I grew up, putting tires on. I've always worked. Um, the sticky tires, back in 14, a man named Stephen Woosley 
calls me and he says, you can get these tires. I want these tires. So I made one phone call, ordered 50 of them, and that's the guy that had Showgirl before Adam Ringer. Yeah. So he kind of just pushed me to get him a set of tires, and I got him a set of tires, and he went out and made a good name for it, you know, the, you know, the go forth, whatnot, and got yeah. that going, and I had good deals right out of the gate, and I just try to help everybody out. Don't make a whole lot of money on them, but it makes enough to, you know, sponsor the Southern Rock Racing and help, you know, with the bracket busters and, you know, help drivers like Randall Key and Bobby Tanner and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So one thing I want to talk about, though, is, you know, who, what manufacturers make sticky tires? Because I feel like I've, I only know Interco and Maxxis. Does anybody else make sticky tires? Yeah, there's a lot of other ones. Uh, we'll stay with Interco right now. Uh, I'm one of their brand ambassadors, so I, I mean, Mickey Thompson has some tires. But yes. I think Interco is by far the better tire. I mean, if you look at the market, you know, let me phrase it like this. If you look at the tires out there and you were to take a consensus, um, it definitely seems the Interco is the the most the, the favorite tire. I'll put it that way. And uh, you know, I actually ran the non-sticky uh, Interco 37 Super Swampers on one of my trail rigs back in the day, and they worked awesome for me. And uh, one thing I really want to talk about is with Interco, they have you know, it seems like they have three or four different versions of the Super Swamper. I've seen like an IROC version, I've seen the SX obviously, and then there's the standard version, but there's there's like slight variations in those. Uh, do you, can you like break those down for us? Do you know those off the top of your head? Yeah, I do. They, you know, all the stuff, that everybody gets a TSL member, uh, right. confused from time to time. TSL just simply means it's a three-stage look. Okay, if you look at the outside yeah. of the tire, there's three different sides of lugs. That's basically what that means. There's three stages of lugs. If you look at a bogger, there's three different size lugs. Okay. If you look at an eye rock, there's three different size lugs. So they just make different ones for different applications. So, okay. you know, for our racing or anything competitive, you'd want to stick. Yeah. So, you know, I've got a daily driver that I drive. It's got 36, 1450 TSL radios on it. Woo. You know, yeah. awesome tire, you know. Uh, they just make a tire for everything. You know, one of their hashtags, we got a tire for that. So, yeah. you know, uh, they've got a new tire coming out, and this is the big, it's going to break the internet when it comes out. It's called Omega. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want let, Let's table that for a second because I want to come back to that one. Um, okay. So, what is, you know, when you hear someone like, I ran the radial Super Swamper. And then you have like the SX. What is the difference between like the the, the models of tire? Does that the make sense? The SX has got tread on the side, and it's got some steel reinforcement in it. Okay. Okay. So. And that's and that's that's the competition tire that everybody seems to run uh, in the rock racing league, correct? Yes, the SX. But they make it both ways. They make it sticky and not sticky. And any size that they already have that's made in the states, I can have made a sticky with a minimum forty dollar order. So. Wow. You know, stickies can be a thirty-one ten fifty or a, a fifty-four bottle. It don't matter what you know. It don't yeah. Matter. As long as we got a you know minimal fifty tire order, so. Yeah, and 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 you know, I don't know if it's divulging information or you know practice or anything like that. But is it is it a different rubber compound or is it something that you yourself uh, do to the tire that makes it sticky? No, it's a totally different rubber compound. Okay. So it's going to cool. be like a drag slip. Yeah, it's gotcha. Have, you know, adhesive properties to it. Yeah. And that's something that I always, uh, you know, I, I talked with it with Will Stewart. Uh, I had never seen a sticky until 2015, maybe, when I saw his Batman buggy. And uh, it's crazy the difference of a sticky tire versus non-sticky in just the terms of how soft it actually is. Um, you know, you, you always hear about people talk about it, and they're like, you know, it's a tire. It's not going to be soft. But when you touch an actual sticky tire, it really is a completely different ball game. So, oh, yeah. Um, one more thing too, though, is I see some guys run boggers uh, and and you know the super swampers, and I see that you typically are running the the, the air quotes here Tennessee cut super swampers. Um, what are your opinions on boggers? What are your opinions on the standard non cut SX? And then what are your opinions on the Tennessee cut? If you had a Jeep, saying if you're just trail riding every week, you know a non cut tire would be the way you want to because of the longevity of it. It's mm -hmm. gonna last longer. Mm -hmm. But to be competitive in our sport, you've got to modify the tire. You got to lighten it up and make it more aggressive. Mm -hmm. As far as a bogger, they're good in the mud. Uh, 
far as steering at speeds like what we do, yeah. uh, that's not the tire for our sport. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that seems like an easy answer in my book. Um, but you mentioned, uh, you know, if you're if you're going to run these competitive, if you're going to have these tires on board, you know, you mentioned you pretty much have to cut them. You know, it's only been a couple years since I've seen people cut these tires. Is that just like due to innovation of the sport, people getting smarter on how to run the tire? Or is that, you know, was that by design? Well, I think it's a lot of, a lot to do with uh, the person's budget. You know, if they've yeah. got, you know, uh, you know, enough money to sit down and cut these tires that cost 700 or less, you know, Whew. that's just a big risk to take to cut a tire and actually risk messing it up, you know. Yeah. Uh, if you go back and look at Timmy Cameron, see, there's a little video called The Evolution of Timmy Cameron. He's had that tire for years. But he's always wanted that advantage yeah. over somebody that didn't have it cut. Yeah. So when you cut a uh, SX, what? How much weight do you actually save? About thirty-eight pounds. Woo! A tire? Yes, sir. Woo, boy! That's and a big difference. If you've ever done anything with any kind of racing, if it's something you lose off your rolling, you know, your your yeah. rolling mass of your tire, that's horsepower. Yeah, it is, and that's a lot too. When you add that all yeah. up, that's a lot of that's a lot of weight back in the drivetrain. Um, wow. Okay. Well, cool. Um, you know, what do you think about the uh, the? Because do you carry trepidors? Yes, I do. What do you think about trepidors? Where you know, obviously, um, I have listeners all over the country, but I would say most of my listeners are in the southeast. Would you recommend trepidors to a trail rig or a buggy? If it was in the, the western part of the United States, possibly. What, what makes you say that? If it was just a real dry summer, that would be a good time. You add moisture, the super swimmer is going to get it again because it's just more aggressive. There's not enough tread depth on a Max's trepidor. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, I mean, when you say there's not enough tread depth, is there a significant difference between the, the tread depth on the SX and the tread depth on the Maxxis? Oh, yeah, there's a uh, lot of difference. That's You're awesome. about a half-inch tread depth on a trip versus an inch of tread depth before you cut it on an SX. Wow. So when you cut it, how much tread do you have on there? I'm, got, I'm looking at one now. It's just freshly cut. I'm going to have two inches, Woo! In, two, two plus inches in places. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. So dirt, that's just like a paddle tire. So the bigger paddles, the better they look. Yeah, absolutely. That's crazy. So let me ask you this. You know, I see a lot of guys, they'll get out there and they'll run uh, like tractor tires, like agriculture tires. Um, why do those, and, and I'll be frank, you know, they don't seem to work. Why don't they work? Uh, if you think about a tractor, tractors do not rev 8,000 RPMs. Mm -hmm. So a tractor tire is a slow torque tire. Mm -hmm. So it works better at low RPMs or, you know, ride at 1,800 RPMs, you know, because it's a slow torque tire. Yeah. Now, if you was in a big mud hole, yeah, they're going to work good, but you put them in dirt, I've got a set that I've run on Rim Runner here just around the, playing with them, and I don't think they hook as much as the sticks. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Now, what do you what do you think if, uh, you know, someone on the back of their, on the rear of their buggy has a cut set of boggers, like Tim Cameron had on uh, Hellbent at the beginning yeah. of, when he had the leading arm car? Oh, yeah. I mean, what do you think about that? Because when I saw that, I was like, this is going to change how everything goes, you know? Uh, well, I've, a big, uh, I've got a set here that actually, I think two of those maybe, and now they're two off Brandon Davis's I've got here, and uh, Big Tim Bacon run them just for a little bit, just I loaned them to him, yeah. and they're cut like Timmy's, because yeah. uh, Bonnie Miller cuts everything for Timmy and me, and uh, uh, they're just really easy to bust. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like you'd have much left to the tire after you cut those. Right, they don't have enough material after the carcass, so I mean the SX is a little better designed tire for cutting. Hmm, that's interesting. That's really really interesting. So let me pick your brain too for a second. Um, do you do any side by side? Uh, do, do you yourself ride side by sides? Let me ask you that. I first. have a side by side. I rarely ever seldom take it, you know, without taking a buggy. Well, you try to go a day early, yeah, and just ease around the park and you know have fun with the family and whatnot like that, but. Uh, it's got, I've had it for a year and it's got 200 mile on it. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. So is it, what about the, what about the full size buggy just draws you in? What, what makes it that much better? Just the horsepower and the competition and, and the, the camaraderie with all the other racers. Yeah. That's probably my favorite part the people I've met doing this. Now, do you just, let me ask you this, uh, you know, obviously 
the hill killing is where is where you're competing most. Would you compete if they made a you know maybe not a, all the racers on the same course at the same time, but like an endurance series for the full size guys? Would you would you be interested in something like that? I would. I think that would be a lot of fun. But our buggies ain't geared for that. Right. So we're just straight drive. We have no high range, so yeah. we're just short lived. We're not going to be able to go out there and run seventy mile an hour. Now let me ask yeah. you this: if if they opened that category up, and you know. Man, me first like this. If they opened it up and they knew, if you knew it was going to be around for ten years, would you change your buggy to be a dual purpose rig, or you, you just you love hill killing? It's built for it. Let's well, keep it that I don't way. think it's say if you wanted to do something like that, you're going to have to have an atlas or a hero case. Yeah. That way you can get it in high range to run, you know, road speeds for an hour. Yeah. You know, whatnot. These buggies will not run no hour the way they're geared. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, first, second, third, you're done. You know, unless yeah. you're climbing a hill, and you know you're not going to top that third gear out or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And if you made it a dual purpose and put an Atlas or a Hero in there, and you buy the heel kill with it, you'd break the transfer case. Right. So, right. So you're it's kind of a catch twenty two, or you know, damn yeah. if you do, damn if you don't thing. You know. Yeah, you can't be you can't be perfect at everything. You you'd end up being mediocre at everything. Right. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's uh that's interesting, and that leads me to uh it leads me to Rum Runner, and I just want to talk about the whole car. And I also want to pick your brain about a few things towards the end here, but um, if you just want to start from the wheel and tire and work your way in, uh, tell me about your buggy. Well, my buggy, if we start from the bottom and go up, my buggy is shot on intercoats, cut stickies. Uh, uh, vision wheel keeps the air in those things. Uh, uh, my axles are 14 volt with RCV shafts. Uh, I run a 40 spline in the rear, 47 spline outer in the front, 40 with the carrier in the front. I run rad flow triple bypasses all around and cold carriers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's got a 500 cubic inch LS motor. Woo! It was a one-off block. Took us forever to get it, and they sent us the wrong one once, and it was just a big pain. But we got finally got it. Uh, we're looking to do a blower next year. Oh man! Uh, um, that's going to be something that's really nasty. Uh, yeah. And uh, uh, we run a 400. Turbo built by Ed Bendall PTC transmissions. Mm. I would never even consider running one of these things without a PTC trans in them. Mm-hmm. Uh, we run a straight drive, which not an SCS. This I had this straight drive when I was the first piece I bought for the bug. It's a ProFab. Yeah. It's sort of similar to a monster truck case, but a little shorter. Um, the chassis was built by LeBron Osborne in the SCSC fabrication. He got an outstanding job. Uh, if times are changing, we're going to have to do some updates to it for next year. But, uh, we'll see what that curtails in the off season. Yeah. Um, other than that, I mean, I flipped it and throwed it and throwed it down the hills and uh, run an ISPC. I've never had no issues till the last race, and I hurt my back a little bit. So I'm trying, still a little healing from that. And, yeah. Uh, other than that, it's just a really good machine. Don't give a whole lot of problems, but it has its gremlins from down that from time to time. <laughs> Don't they all? <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask you this. You know, I, I feel like if you're a fan of the sport, you know, you know your buggy. I, I know whenever you pull up on the line, I already know it's you. You have you have a pretty iconic look. You have an iconic feel. Um, mm-hmm. The vision wheels really do set you apart as well. Um, that's always something I can always count on about knowing it's you. Um, mm-hmm. Another, but, but, but something you mentioned is, you know, the, the chassis, there's things that you want to change and because the sport's evolving, you want to do some different things. Uh, you know, when you say that, wh- what is it doing that you don't like or what's it not doing that you wish it would? Well, the suspension is just going get, to keep getting better and better and better and better. So mm-hmm. at this point, you know, this thing's three, four years old. Yeah. Uh, we'd have had a, back then, you know, Richie's and Bobby's buggy, uh, their tires were the suspension, you know, when yeah. that was first built, I mean, I thought, well, I'm way ahead of them, you know, uh, now, uh, we got Justin Holt building stuff, and then when we got, you know, Kimmy's new creations and stuff like that, they're having, you know, they got 15 inches of travel in some, in some cases, yeah, and then trailing arms, that would be what I'd change, the, you know, uh, yeah. travel in the front, and then go to trailing arms, and maybe some rear steer. Okay. Now, because right now you're running, you're running four link front and rear, correct? Four link front and rear, double okay. triangulated. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, I mean, you're, you're exactly right that the sport is evolving, and, and uh, especially in the design of chassis. Do you think, let me ask you this, 
Where do you think that this the the evolution ends? What do you think is the next big leap for rock bouncers? Because I, I interviewed Shane Christensen and and his you know uh, he he's bringing horsepower to the table. He's bringing a new level of horsepower. And you know I, I keep wanting to ask drivers, you know, what do you think that the next big improvement is going to be? Where do you think that's going to end up? I think the suspension still this the wheels what's going to keep improving. Well, we can hit that stuff and it not hurt us. Yeah. Because you know, uh, my suspension did not let me down at the uh, run the bracket buster yeah. per se. I cab, I was going great, jumped up one of those rocks and I landed right under my belly pan. You know. Yeah. And it knocked me out. You know, compressed my back, bruised mm-hmm. me real bad. Uh, you know, that wasn't enough to do the suspension. But you know. <laughs> And maybe if I could have been just a little faster before that, I could have cleared that rock, you know? Right. So that goes back to suspension. Just keep working with the suspension, and it's going to get where you can hit these four-foot ledges at 40 mile an hour and not feel it. Oof, man. That's, I, I like that prediction because I think that that's I, – I agree with you that that's where it's going. Um, yeah. let, me, let me ask you this, too. What do you think about IFS cars? Do they have a place in uh, the rock the, like the rock racing leagues? Well, Clayton's car done good either way. It worked good when it was IFS, IRS, and yep. then when he, I think he had some parts not get holding up back there, so he went with a straight axle on the rear. Still worked good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, that would be a thing. But now the thing that I did not like about that was the belly height. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like those cars were a lot lower, and that yeah. scared me about us getting back certain stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And for, for those listening, um, I actually have a, a little bit of a leak here. Um, there's a reputable side-by-side suspension company that's building a IFS IRS rock bouncer right now. So yeah. it's coming. I'll tell you, um, it'll be a good chance for all the drivers to see, you know, uh, the 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 laser nut race car and the Jordan Pellegrino race car out for Ultra Four. Um, he's 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 taken a little bit of uh, inspiration from that, and he's going to end up somewhere between rock bouncer Ultra Four and. Somewhere I don't even know where the middle is, but somewhere in between there. Yeah. So it's yeah, anxious to see that. Yeah, I don't I don't remember when the timeline's coming. I think that everyone will hear from uh, that the gentleman in about I would say within a year he'll have something pretty solid rolling. But uh, I'm hopeful to see that as well. Um, so another thing is you know the the way the buggy goes right now, other than suspension, other than you know the minor I'll say minor. Some chassis ch- design changes. Are you happy with the buggy? Is everything do exactly what you want for it? Oh yeah, that's my good. baby. Good. Now, were you ever? You know, how did you get into this sport? Did you start by trail riding, or did you just jump feet first into racing? Well, I've had buggies for a while. All my buddies had jeeps, and uh, I had jeeps, and uh, I actually had an accident in a jeep when mm. we uh, got tangled up tire to tire on the four lane racing. Destroyed mm. that jeep. And I bought an X rock crawling buggy. Yeah. And Ken Sheep had won a super crawl with it, and he won the 2003, I think, the E-Rock championship with it. Well, I ended up with that and had it for 11 years. And when I first started watching this stuff on YouTube, I'm like, hey, I like it. They're just getting the beat on these things, and they're not giving a lot of trouble. It looks fun. It looks like, you know. So I took that thing, and I put me a little bottle of nitrous on that V6, and I took it to win rock, and they <laughs> made me look like a fool. Oh, really? That was the end of that. So, you know, and then we went straight to LeBron's and talked about a rock bouncer, and here we are. Wow. Yeah. I, uh, that's, that's awesome. We're actually, we're filming this during the, the great, you know, Facebook issue where Facebook is actually not having any images up, so I can't find any pictures of anything to talk more about it. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it's so interesting because a lot of times guys will have that one experience where it's like, you know what, this didn't work out, never again. And then you just build what you want straight from there. But um, one thing I am seeing, though, is that uh, you, you've been to King of Hammers before. Is that correct? Yes, I won the, the shootout in 16. All right, cool. Tell us about that because a lot of guys constantly are asking me, you know, what's it like East Coast to West Coast? What are your thoughts? It's a lot different. It's a lot different. Uh, I watched that on, uh, on for the first two years. Randy Slauson won it the first year. Bobby won it the second. And when Bobby won that thing, I mean, man, that's my dream. I want to go out. If I ever go out there, I'd love to be in that position to win that thing. So we went in 16. Yeah. And we won it. Yeah. And uh, 
the terrain's different. Uh, it's I missed Tennessee when I was out there. Really? I, mean, I give you that. There's no trees. It's just the desert, you know, uh, dry. But it was fun. It was an experience. Uh, we went two years. We went 16 and 17. Uh, I got ninth and 17. Uh, uh, went with my wife and stuff. So we stopped and seen the Cadillac stuck in the ground. And we yeah. stood on the corner of Winslow, Arizona, and stuff like that. That's just experiences that you'll never, ever forget. You know, yeah. it's great times. And then, you know, I had a good experience out there the first time I went. You know, it was the first race for this buggy. And we won. I mean, I just laid it all out. And, you know, it would come out on top. So, yeah. So that's, I always ask, you know, from a driver's perspective, you said you missed Tennessee, but when you go out there and you drive, how do you drive differently? What's driving like out there? Where you know, uh, It's a little easier. The rocks have got a lot, they're dry, it's dry, so there's no moisture, there's no mud, and, yeah. you know, I'm sure there's mud in places, but, uh, you know, it was just, you know, just pick your line, keep your rear ends from getting hung up, and you was out the top, you know, so yeah. here you're, you can't really pick your line in some situations, because it's always moist, moist or wet or muddy, and right. so it's more, you know, you, I think I'll use a little less horsepower when I go out there, so. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense, and that's always something that I see. You know, if I back in my days when I was in a Jeep and uh, full size rig, I, w- I would always see these like kind of beater Toyotas, and they'd have no no wheel speed, and they'd be out there climbing the craziest canyons, and I'd always be pissed off because I'd go to Adventure <laughs> Off Road Park and wouldn't be able to climb anything. <laughs> right, 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 right. AOP's slick, man. Yeah, especially it's, rain drop where you get there. Yeah, it's rough. Um, so speaking of that, you were at the Bracket Busters for uh, this couple weekends ago correct yes sir how did it go for you well i mean it was a great time i really liked that racing format uh they put on a good show there was some confusion of where you was at in line yeah. other than that i think it was the only flaw of it mm-hmm. uh i like rocks so i thought i would have a good time you know and i was until i got hurt so yeah i ran the weekend but i mean we hung out and we didn't leave we stayed there and I just, you know, cut through it and, you know, had a good time and watch everybody beat on their crap, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was I was there for the first two rounds and I actually went and rode for the first or the last little bit and then came back for the finals. Um, yeah. But it, it it's a good park and I, I agree with you. I like that I like that format a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. Is that format of racing something that you'd like to see in more parks and in more places? Yes. Cool. And and I can tell you, I for those listening right now, um, Nick, the orchestrator of the Bracket Busters, uh, will actually be on the show sometime soon. We'll be talking about it. Um, but yeah, Nick, Nick's on to something there. I, th- I wish him the best of luck with it, and uh, he's just trying to get it back to the racers. And I admire that part of it. And uh, you know, it was fun. It was fun to watch. It was. Uh, I think there was a little bit too much time between rounds. But other than mm-hmm. that, I mean, that's little stuff. That's learning experience. I'm yeah. not sure the next one won't be like that. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, even me being there, there have been times before where, um, you know, just you know, shout out to Adventure. I'm, I always I love Adventure Off Road. But they'll have their own race series, or they'll have an event there, and it's you know thirty minutes between drivers, not even you know not even hills, but but just between drivers. So uh, I, I thought it went really well, and I was really pleased about it. And uh, I think there's another one coming up this weekend. So for everybody listening, uh, check check out Nick and the Bracket Buster Challenge. It's always floating around Facebook somewhere. But uh, in a new park, it's in Jay, Oklahoma. Uh, yeah. They have paved roads, 30, I think, 30 campsites. Wow. Full RV hookup, really, really nice park. So I'm excited to see that one day. Yeah, absolutely. So let me ask you this. Speaking of parks, um, where is your favorite place? You know, here, we'll do a couple questions here. Where's your favorite place to go trail ride if you're going to go trail ride? KLP because it's real easy. It's not just too spread out. And and uh, Harlan, Harlan, Kentucky. So is Har- Harlan's pretty big though, isn't it? Yeah, it's like I think five thousand acres. Okay. Versus the uh, LP, they've added some, so it's five hundred. I think maybe seven hundred. Yeah, like yeah. I remember. Uh, I remember a, a lot of the times that that I go to Winrock, and uh, I know that we, it all connects somehow. Somehow yeah. you can get everywhere. Um, Red Rock's nice too. That is, you know, that is a really, really nice place. But it's big. You gotta have some trail maps. I know where you're going. You can get lost there. Yeah, yeah. We actually got lost one time. I had me and three buddies went, and my couple buddies had too much to drink, and we lost them out there. And we uh, we had to rely on some locals to find them. So all my buddies listening, and that's I'm glad you guys made it out. But uh, let me ask you this too: Where's your favorite place to race? 
like the Rush Springs Ranch in, uh, I think it was, uh, what, Sullivan, Missouri? Yeah, I think so. And uh, I, I like uh, Hawk Pride. Hawk Pride? Yeah. Now, uh, Hawk Pride, I've, I've personally never been there, but every time I see y'all climb there, it just looks nasty, big, rough rock ledges. Is that, is that yeah, about right? Yeah, it was full. I, uh, we had all the vision people there last year. Gotcha. And that was my first podium for Southern Rock Racing. Yeah. That's uh, kind of this favorite in my heart, you know, and I like that. And I shared the podium with Will Stewart and Timmy Cameron that day. Yeah. So that was a that was a really good time. And it was full command. If you didn't come here to those hills, you ain't going up them. Yeah, no kidding. Because when I think of, like, you know, on a scale of just the, the rough courses, I would argue that Hawk Pride was probably the roughest that I had seen in a while, just in terms of, like, you got to hit this big ledge as hard as you can. <laughs> <laughs> and hope it just carries the crowd. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's what it was. Yeah. I ended up over the trees, but luckily on the second hill, uh, they wasn't this a whole lot of people climbing it. So, yeah. you know, and, and I, Timmy was like two in front of me, so I was trying to get in the buggy and get suited up, and I watched him. I said, well, that's where I need to go. And then when yeah. I went that way, I went a little hard. I went up with the trees, had to play the tree out, and ended up completing the course. But, you know, we still got on the podium that day. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, hand in hand with that question, where's your least favorite place to go race? Bikini Bottoms. Really? Now that uh, now that sucks because there's I feel like there's three or four races there every year. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's the, there's no riding hardly. There's just maybe I mean you can ride everything in twenty minutes, and then they got this crazy concrete stuff that we just tires buggies all to pieces. Yeah, that's that's probably the best description I've heard of that hill. Because you have like quicksand, and then you have just break your stuff hills right there. Yeah. We was, uh, when we went there for finals, this was kind of what got me disheartened in it. I've never had no good luck there. I've never had a good time there. I mean, besides, we had fun this year after we broke the buggy, but yeah. up to that, it was really disappointing. We was in fourth in the points going into the finals. We had four hills. Mr. Brandon Davis was ahead of me by just, I don't know, it was maybe 10 or 15 points. Yeah. So we, on the first hill, he goes a couple ahead of me, and I, uh, he flips over. I'm like, hey, here's my chance. You know, here's my podium for the year, you know. Yeah. So I go really hard, and when I hit the concrete, I was just too far one way, and it sheared hind joints off the frame and mm. destroyed shocks and links and brakes and mm. wheels and tires and, you know. So instead of going to on into third place, I ended up eighth for the year. So that was kind of disheartening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely, it definitely can be that way. And, and that that Fable Hill looks extremely unforgiving. Uh, the, the Fable Hill really ain't that ain't oh, the bad part. I mean, yeah, the, the yeah. other two little concrete sections is what I don't like. And yeah. they're, they're just tire busters. It's, you know, if you just try to take it easy. You know, there's gonna be every other buggy have a flat, you know. Yeah, no, I forgot. You know, I'm, I'm looking at pictures of the place now, and I forgot that's that's an extremely steep section with just some big old. I don't even know what to describe those things. They're like, they like concrete where you would pour concrete in the middle, and they're just empty. Yeah, it's just nasty, huh? Well, uh, let me ask you this too. As far as the Southern Rock Racing Series goes, you know, it this is the second time that they'll have the the finals at Bikini Bottom. Do you think that they should switch where the finals are every year and make it a little bit of a, I mean, it's a I great... I don't think we should go to that part. There's a lot of people who agree on me. Bo Bacon don't like that place. There's yeah. a lot of people don't like that place. Tim, Tim Bacon don't like that place. Yeah. Big Daddy, but none of the Bacons like that place. Uh, uh, we mentioned his name earlier when I'll say it again. Uh, he don't like that place. I mean, it's just... Uh, they hit a little concrete wall trying to climb it, and you have to hit it at 40 mile an hour, you're not going to cross it. I mean, that's just that yeah. crazy. You know, these things that made it concrete. Yeah, yeah. So, I wish they'd just switch it up a little bit and go somewhere else. I mean, well, I mean, as a as a fan too, you know, uh, I hadn't, I've never been there before, but if if I'm someone who's watching the sport and I think, oh, they're going to do the finals here this year, and then next year it's you know the finals are going to be at you know, Wildcat or something, you know, something somewhere else. And that way it just keeps, you know, the final course, the final day, it keeps it entertaining. But yeah. in, in advocacy for the other side, 
it looks like Bikini Bottoms has the best spectator view for everything. It, it does, and then they have the awesome guys in it, so it's well thought out. I'm sure there's reasons for us being there, but yeah. I've just never had the luck, so that's my, you know, it might just be my <laughs> fault, you know, not their fault, you know. But, yeah, yeah, no, I so. completely understand. Um, so, let me ask you, I, I really am, we, we've been running through this podcast, it's been, it's been really good. Uh, in terms of where people can find you, are you, you're racing every Southern Rock Racing Series, uh, or every, the, all the Rock Racing Series stuff, you're, you're going to be at all those events this year, correct? I'll be at all the Southern Rock Racing stuff, yes. Okay. And then I'll be at the ones I can for Nick. Okay, gotcha. Uh, what, let me ask you this, what's the next race? Where's it at? Uh, the next race is in uh, Jadwin, Missouri at Flat Nasty. So what is Flat Nasty yeah. like? I'm trying to get a picture in my head there. Uh, it's Jadwin, Missouri. Jadwin, Missouri. Flat Nasty. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, do you do you like Flat Nasty? Because it seems pretty pretty rough as well. Uh, it wasn't that bad. It was, that was good. I think I got six there last year. Uh, that was the first time out with a new motor, so I was trying to learn that, mm-hmm. which it was actually easier to drive with a bigger motor. So, oh, good. Uh, I, we had a great time there. Good, 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 good. Now, uh, where are you sitting right now in point standing? I think I am uh, 20th, 21st, something like that. 20th, 21st. Um, but you... I've been upside down when I've been on my wheels this year. <laughs> uh, it started out in Texas. We had a hiccup with the motor. It was shutting off. So we could not continue to the second hill. We could have, but I could have risked tying up more than I had to fix anyway. Yeah. So, you know, safety point, I just I just stepped that now on the second hill because the motor was actually shutting off and coming back. So on these big hills, if your motor comes off, you're in trouble. Yeah, you're not. Uh, you've got to have your motor going. So yeah. uh, we finally got that resolved. It was a simple fix. Uh, what we chased for a minute. Um Winrock, we go into Winrock, and uh, first hill, we was, I don't know, top 10 maybe, something like that, 10 or 12 mm-hmm. on the first hill. And then on the second hill, we had options either go left or right. So, you know, as a racer, I should have went left. But as <laughs> I wanted to win or get on the podium, I went right, and I went really stupid hard, and it kind of drifted to the right with me. And when you're running 40 mile out or something, you see the thing come, and you just hope for the best at that point. Yeah, yeah, I mean. And I caught a root ball, maybe side of the tree. There is nobody could say, oh, I think that hit just the roots where the bank had dropped off, and it just broke me down. So that was two DNFs right out of the gate. Hmm. So. Gotcha, gotcha. And that just got me behind, but I will make it up and get back in there. Yeah, so where are you hoping to finish this season? I would hope to be in the top ten again. Top ten, cool. Uh, I definitely think that you can do it. I think you can. I think you could probably even shoot for top five if you, if you know, if you guys really get nail it. Um, well, we're going to do our best. There's a little, little bit more competition this year. We got you know some guys back with new buggies and uh, new guys, and uh, uh, that makes it interesting. And uh, you know, it's like I said, back to the evolution thing. We just got to get their own work and hope for the best. Yeah. So let me ask you this too. Um, where do you think that uh, where do you think the sport's going? You know, I, I mentioned earlier about full size endurance racing and things like that. But you know, where do you see the future of the the hill killing and all that stuff go? Does it you know th- is it more parks? This becoming just more you know more available and there's more places to do it. Is it uh, you know the format change? What do you see for the future of the racing? I think it'll evolve. I think it'll be as big as any other motorsport they are. It's just got to be the right person at the right time. And uh, the sponsors and insurance, and uh, that's all got to come into play. I'm one of the few. I'm not no, I'm not sure how many do it, but my buggy, truck, trailer, razors, all has an insurance policy to protect my sponsors. So a lot of drivers need to look into that. It's a minimal expense. Yeah. But when you tell that company, hey, there's no risk you have here to give, get on board with me, you know, yeah. to help my racing program because I am insured and I'll put you as a, you know, disclaimer on there or not yeah. a disclaimer, but, you know, a protected person on that, on the insurance thing. That way, if anything was to happen, then stuff happens. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, and, you know, and luckily we've not had no more accidents than we've had, uh, but <clears throat> into the safety the insurance and getting some big sponsors in that's i think that's the next step and then it'll go to tv and whatnot i believe and you know i will be so excited to see this hit tv i mean i think it'd be great i think it'd be absolutely awesome now let me ask you this too do you ever foresee a day where uh manufacturers like like large-scale manufacturers 
start doing like turnkey buggies and, and it didn't become like a like a production type thing um or do you see that the shops nowadays become you know we're seeing more and more buggies being built every single day and and i'm i'm curious on your mind as somebody who's involved in the sport and, and is kind of the you know on you're in everybody's rig with the tires you know you're yeah. you're, you're there do you see this becoming like production cars yeah, I do. I do. I do see that. Uh, <clears throat> Justin Hull, a reject fab, he's building some really nice stuff. Um, <clears throat> Jake Berkey's building some real nice stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think when we get a couple of good people that ain't trying to make their fortune overnight, it's going to be there to end result with the driver. Mm-hmm. And there'll be more people wanting to do it and seeing how you know easy it is to get one and you know stuff like that. You know. Uh, a lot of things, a lot of it's to do with education, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of people don't know what to do, what to buy, what to, you know, what to put in or do this like that. So people like Justin that's done it and Jake that's done it, uh, <clears throat> that's the people we need in line to get a production, you know, like a, you know, a turnkey rig, you know, yeah. a production chassis, you know. Yeah, so. absolutely. And and I think you're exactly right. Um, I think that one day these things will be common, you know. I think, yeah. they'll, I think they'll be common. Um, yeah. One more thing I wanted to ask you is you had a spotlight on moonshiners, correct? Yes, I did. How did tell just tell me about the whole thing? How'd that come to be? Uh, buddy of mine, he uh, <clears throat> is Daniel Maynard. He's from the Tennessee Moonshiners. Yeah. It's him and Mike Conkrell. Yeah. Uh, we just had a conversation about the Rum Runner, and uh, they said, "Well, hey, let's get you on the show." And uh, we set a date. It was actually at my wife's baby shower. The couple hours before it, so I was in a doghouse having to do this filming, <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> so we went and done that, and uh, we had to do it about nine times, so we bought water with fake money, and uh, filmed that, and uh, that was really fun and interesting. That's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, so, <laughs> you bought water with fake money. That's pretty funny. Yeah, we bought water with fake money. Yeah, That's pretty know, cool. Back the truck. We zipped up the hill about nine times, and we had to say our lines. And yeah. They ended up changing it, so that's why they blurred our face out. Oh, yeah? But, uh, yeah, they changed it. We was actually bought apple. Uh, they portrayed it as we bought apple brandy, but we actually bought Paw Paw, Hillbilly Mango, which is what we bought. <laughs> but, uh, so oh, that was man. the episode after mine. So yeah. you know, that's just the editing, the editing. So that's awesome. That is that is just that is just really like just really cool. Uh, yeah, we're working on another filming, and we're going to do another one where we get a little bit uh, more close and you know a little bit more hands on with it. So yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. Well, that's we're pretty. We're going to try to show up at the steel site in the buggy. So oh, that's really yeah. cool. Yeah, you have to you have to. Uh, Send me the information when you guys get an air date nailed down, and I'll uh, I'll be sure to pass it around. So uh, that's pretty much all the questions that I had for you. I ran through every topic. We talked pretty quick, which is awesome. Um, I feel like everybody got a good scope of what you had in mind. Is there anything else that you'd like to talk about while I got you? I'd like to thank all my sponsors and the people that put me in and put me in the position to be where I'm at. Uh, first and foremost, Vision Wheel, mm-hmm. most awesomest wheel company in the world. We've got Interco Tire. They stand behind me 100%. Uh, they got us coming out with a Maggie. There'll only be three people selling it this year uh, for the till the end of the, the rest of the year. Uh, Mountain Motorsports. They give me Alma Fuel. That helps a lot. Yeah. And then I've got a couple buddies uh, that help me just you know here and there. Uh, Big Snatch Off Road. Anchor Down RV Resort, the baddest RV resort ever. And I'm not just saying that. I don't have an RV. I don't. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you look it up online, it's nice. Volunteer Stucco, and then my mom and dad at Goport Tire, and then last, my wife and God. There you go, man. The Lord's been good to us all, for sure. Yes, he is. So, uh, you actually just reminded me. Um, talk, talk to me about, it's the Interco Beast. Is that what it's called? Mega. Mega Beast. Or is it just yeah, Mega? Just Mega SX. There is that. Actually, I think they ended up just wanting to call it the Mega. The Mega. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it's how tall is it going to be? If they're going to have a forty for a twenty and a seventeen and twelve. Woo. And then they're going to have a fifty for a seventeen, Woo. twenty, and twenty-four and twelve. Son. <laughs> so it's going to have three inches of tread depth. It's going to be very cuttable. Oh my god. So I think once we cut it, we're going to have three and a half, maybe four inches of tread height. Oh my gosh. And we'll be able to take a lot of the weight out of the tire. Yeah. 
and uh, it's supposed to be the stickiest tire ever. Yeah. And like yeah. I said, there's only three people in the world being able to sell it. It's me, Matt Christian from uh, Texas, yeah. and then Stephen Monpaus from Oregon, I think. Man, that's yeah. incredible. Do you know, uh, do you have specs on how much it's going to weigh right out of the gate? I do, but I'm not sure exactly what I can release. Man, that's, I'm just it, so, that's all right. Uh, I, I'd, I'd, I'd if get, anybody I, wants to private message me, I can do it that way. There you go. Uh, Scott, go forth. Um, where can they find you on uh, social media? Uh, just my personal page is the easiest. That's the one I'm uh, uh, involved the most with. Uh, that is Scott Goforth. Are you uh, are you on Instagram at all? Yes, I am. It's under Goforth Motorsports, and also I have a buggy page, just Goforth Motorsports. Okay. okay. And then we have a Facebook page, Goforth Tire Automotive. All right. And uh, what's Goforth Tire? What's their website? It's Goforth Tire at uh, GoforthTire.com. Okay. And uh, if people want to give you a call, what's a good number to reach Go Forth Tire? It's on the website. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Well, uh, that's pretty much all I had for you. Anything else you want to talk about, mention anything else? No, man. I thank you, and I, I enjoy your podcast, and uh, you keep up the good work. I'm, I appreciate your enthusiasm and what you do for the sport. Absolutely, man. I'm just trying to make the wheels go around just like everybody else. And uh, if you'll hang on just a second after we close off, uh, we'll talk for just a few more minutes, and then we'll get everything squared away. Okay, All right, Scott. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. Um, want to highlight again, Pack Racing Springs. Pack Racing Springs is the top of the line when it comes to springs. The number that you can reach them at is 866-799-9417, or you can shop racingsprings.com. One really cool thing that I didn't mention in the earlier episode, or the pre-roll, was uh, you can get 10% off with code ROR. It's uh, Racing on the Rocks, if you didn't catch that, but just ROR will get you 10% off the entire website. Highly recommend it. Um, also, <laughs> their products speak for themselves. The fact that they would even offer a discount code is pretty amazing. Um, I highly recommend their spring kits, especially the full spring kit. If you're not willing to make that jump just yet and you're kind of a little hesitant, highly, highly recommend the Tinder upgrade. Uh, it's a big, big increase over stock, and it will get your machine riding better. But the full spring kit will be the answer to your to your woes of the bad of the bad ride from your stock machine. So give those guys a check at uh, RacingSprings.com. They have every kind of vehicle you could ever want: Polaris, Yamaha, Can-Am, Arctic Cat, everything. And even for full size rigs, they'll do coilovers, they'll do suspension, they'll do anything you guys uh, have in mind, including valve work uh, inside your coilovers. So, give those guys a call. Infinite Off-Road, also, again, I'm just going to beat this 25-year, you break it, they fix it warranty. Um, that includes whips, rock lights, light bars, pods, you know, lights with mirrors in them. Everything you can think of, they've got. And I really cannot speak highly enough of their customer service. Their delivery time is awesome. Their turnaround time, if they don't have a part in stock, is great. Um, Mike is one of those guys, he really just makes it happen. And I've been working with Infinite Off-Road for some years now and or been you know buying from them for some years and it's, it's just great i've never had a bad experience with them and uh everything's been great so i really really am stoked about having them as sponsor the show another sponsor is all things utv again y'all it's the only place that i know of you can just buy an rs1 diff straight off the shelf get the bracket get everything you need axles bracket rs1 diff straight out of the gate and, and on top of that I mean, they have blow-off valves, they have shifters, they have uh, the beautiful thing that I like, and I'm going to definitely check out here soon, is their uh, there's trail suspension package. It comes with special carriers, tie rods, and lower A-arms, and L&W Fab lower radius rods to get everything nice and pulled up out of the way, and they bundle that all up for you. They will powder coat it to you, send it to your door, and you have a great foundation to go out on the trail. Know that your machine is going to be completely secure allthingsutv.com. Give those guys a check out. Most importantly, guys, thanks for listening to the show, and I uh, can't wait to see you guys out on the trail. Have a good one.